The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We were talking recently to uh, both Una Ring and Eve McDowell of StalkingIreland.ie, both of whom the victims of stalkers. Uh, Una was stalked by a work colleague. He is still in jail. Eve was stalked by a fellow student. He is out of jail now and out too early for new legislation to apply. And the first study of people who've been stalked or harassed is being published today and it's revealing how it affects them on a number of different uh, number of different headings. It also finds that most of the perpetrators were known to the victim. Like they might have been partner, ex-partner, acquaintance, friend, colleague, ex work colleague Um, now there was a considerable number of strangers involved but quite a lot of people were stalked by someone that they know and that's just a number or one of a number of findings in this report and over a thousand people uh, took part in compiling the evidence Dr Kira Staunton from the UCC Department of Psychology uh, is the person who's been compiling this report and I think uh, Eve and Una worked with you on it did they Kira? good morning to you Good morning, PJ. Uh, well, listen, Eve and Una were the catalysts for this research. Um, it was based on their vocal lobbying after their cases a couple of years ago that led to us to undertake this research in consultation with them. What we really wanted to do was give voice to those who have experienced this crime and provide the evidence to support the arguments that they were making. Because at the end of the day, Eve's story is Eve's story and Una's is hers. Um, and we we were convinced that there's so many other people out there who are experiencing this crime that may not recognize, first of all, that it is a crime. And secondly, the seriousness of the nature of the behaviors yeah. that are being perpetrated against them. As you said, and you're quite right, Una's story is Una's story. Eve's is Eve's story. Over a thousand people took part. That means many hundreds of different stories. And what I suspect you're looking for, Kira, is patterns. Did you find any? Precisely. Well, I think, first of all, we were actually quite taken aback by the level of responses, first and foremost. We thought really when this survey was launched that it would be a couple of hundred. So even that, even though we don't have prevalence studies of stalking in this country, this alone would indicate that it is far more common than what we were led to believe. And this is people who do recognize the behaviors as being unwarranted or threatening or abusive and self-selecting to take the survey in the first place. So that is interesting. But yes, you're right. It's exactly that. We wanted to unearth the process of stalking and see if there are patterns to the behaviours or what would be the most frequently reported kinds of behaviours associated with this. And what we find is there are four categories, really. The first, those unwanted behaviours. So the common stalking behaviours, being followed, being approached, the person loitering around your house, spying on you potentially, making consistent and persistent unwanted approaches to you or your friends. Those are very prevalent among the behaviours. More worrying, we have more explicit threats um, and abuse, abusive behaviours. So threatening to harm you, threatening to harm themselves around the victim or the respondent. And this is what this is a, a very malicious tactic because it's really um, emotionally controlling. If you, if you don't go out with me, I'll hurt myself. 
Exactly, exactly. That kind of insidious control, uh, very like coercive control here. So some of these hallmark behaviours, they are designed to undermine the respondent. They are designed to transfer that emotional piece so that the person feels responsible. And this is what ultimately leads the victim to feeling fear, to feeling distrustful um, of not only that individual, but any other subsequent individuals or relationships that they might want to form. Because again, as you allude to, PJ, in the vast majority of cases, the individual being threatened can identify who is perpetrating these behaviours against him or her. And I have that's to, I have to that was the most, that, of. that for me was the most disturbing element of the findings as I've read them so far, Kira. in that mm. I, we know for years that... Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A huge number of people who are sexually assaulted, for example, are sexually assaulted by somebody that they know it would appear stalking is the same. It would appear that it's the very same. Um, and it's kind of part of that broader context of gender-based violence, that that is consistent internationally. And what this study has shown is that Ireland is no different in that regard, that in the vast majority of cases, that the person perpetrating these criminal acts are in fact known to the individual, which I think makes it difficult from a policing perspective, because it's very easy to report a crime to the Garda Síochána yes, yes. when you can say it's a stranger. There is a strange man in the majority of cases, let's call a spade a spade, the perpetrators are men in the main. There is a strange man loitering outside my home. There's a strange man showing up at my place of work. I'm starting to get these gifts. I don't know where they're coming from, I suspect. So that's easy to sell that story to a member of a Garda Síochána versus those same behaviours being perpetrated by somebody who is likely to be a current or an ex-partner because it takes on a different significance, doesn't it? And how do you start to prove that, well, these behaviours are obsessive, they're fixated on me, they're Mm -hmm. unwanted, uninitiated. In fact, many of our respondents had gone to the effort to ask the person to stop because they know the person, but that is in vain because, again, the motivations of the offender are different. Ever since her very very first interview with me, Una has consistently said that when she went to the guards, they were brilliant. Is is that a general finding or what's the finding? 
the findings there are mixed, sadly. So it would appear that Una was extraordinarily lucky. And it, it just highlights, I mean, we have a fantastic police force in the main. And I, you know, I, I want to be cautious of how I present these findings. But the findings from our respondents are mixed. Of those who did report the Garda Shukona, um, some were able to report a very positive experience but others didn't. And I think that may be due to a lack of awareness and a lack of training on the part of the Garda Shukona, rather than them trying to be difficult in any way, shape or form. So they just mightn't have that knowledge to recognise that what this person is telling me should be taken seriously. And that will be one of the big recommendations from our research is, first of all, for those who report that, that they're believed and that they're taken seriously, and that something can be done about it. And what this new legislation will do will empower the Gardaí to actually do something about it before these crimes escalate, because that is exactly what we see in the process. You see an escalation in the behaviours. You see an escalation in the level of threat. And we also know from other studies when it comes to homicide and the murder of women, that stalking and coercive control and these kinds of behaviours retrospectively were present in those relationships. You mentioned psychological damage, if you, that the, the, the report looks into that. And I remember Una, I, I'm, I'm coming back to Una all the time because I've spoken to her so many yeah. times at this point. So many times, yeah. She, she said to me at one stage that she was fully convinced, and her blood ran cold, she was fully convinced she'd seen James Steele in LD. She knew he absolutely could not possibly be there. But she was still convinced she'd seen him. I imagine that's common enough. Listen, that is a symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and, and that is one of the consequences um, of these kinds of behaviours. So we really cannot underestimate the damaging effects that this has on those who are subjected to them. They range from physical social, financial, right through to the most severe psychological consequences. We have large proportions of our respondents admitting to self-harming behaviours and suicidal attempts and ideation. I mean, it doesn't get more extreme That's than that. At the lower end, you have, of course, that sense of anxiety, that sense of fear, but that's exactly what the perpetrator is trying to do. Yeah. Interestingly, I would say as well, you know, many respondents were angry. And you can understand that because, again, they might know the person and this person is being a real nuisance at one end of the spectrum. And, you know, so being angry and annoyed and frustrated because you can't do anything about it or you see, may seem powerless. Um, hopefully, new legislation and bringing awareness through this study and a campaigning and bringing this information to light will actually empower those who are being subjected to these behaviours to be more vocal about it and to be believed and for somebody else to step in as well. So again, just empowering people around what to call out, being able to call out bad behaviour for what it is before it escalates. That brings me nicely to my last question. This extraordinary body of research, I look forward to, to reading further into it. The summary enough, it makes me want to read more. Um, what's going to happen with it? Where's it going to go? Who's going to use it and for what? Well, hopefully when the law is enacted, that will immediately give powers um, of arrest and new legislation, which, as I say, will allow the Gardaí to act, that they will have tools at their disposal that previously um, this was all hidden within the harassment legislation. So we really need to surface that and train the Gardaí so that they are fully aware of what exactly stalking involves. And I think that's where this research will be very helpful because we can support the Gardaí in training them and highlighting the processes, highlighting 
the hidden motivations of the offenders and um, so that the kinds of behaviors while they may seem like nuisance behaviors we would be able to point to look when these are repeated and persistent over time what you are looking at is a real red flag for risk and that is my job as a psychologist to provide tools for professionals that they can assess that risk appropriately and then intervene instead of waiting, as some respondents might say, something actually has to be physically done to me before I will be taken seriously. Okay, listen, thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to Dr. Kira Staunton um, from the UCC Department of Psychology. That research published today. Uh, stalking.ie is Una and um, Eve's website. Mary Quilly involved with that as well. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And of course, Corks 96 FM.